1: Michelle, hi.
0: Hey, Zach, how are you?
1: I'm very well. Uh, I'm having uh, a, a nice day. Uh, I'm very relaxed.
0: There's something about the way you're speaking right now that uh, makes you sound like you're content.
1: I'm happy.
0: That you're happy.
1: Um, Because I love food. Yeah. Michelle, I love food.
0: I've gathered this, yes.
1: Do you love food?
0: The way I feel about food uh, is it raises me up to the next level. Yes. Um, It is the only part of my life that brings me the truest form of happiness.
1: I like to bring a bit of myself (laughs) to food. I like to... When I make food... I like to do the styles of Europe and the types of food that's in fashion and in vogue in Europe. Uh, And I love to bring that to the plate.
0: I completely relate (laughs) on some inner levels to this. Yeah. Um, I find myself waking up every morning. Yeah. And going, today's a French day. Ah, yeah. And so I'll make myself a cold drip coffee. Ah, and I'll have a pastry,, oh. and then I'll think about what I'm gonna have for lunch.
1: Oh, what sort of things do you have for lunch <laughs> <laughs> M- Michelle yeah uh, i I love so many different things for lunch, yeah, yeah, um one thing I love for lunch is. Sausages. That
0: sounds pretty good.
1: But let me tell you one thing I don't like for lunch. Tell me. Rabbit.
0: Well, that seems like a really, really good kind of segue into what wow. it, the kind of theme of the day. So, I th- and I think that the, the, the theme of the day is really
1: R- rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. Uh, hi. Hi there. If you're just tuning in, my name is Zachary Thomas St. Gabriel Rowan. I'm Mish. And together we're Recaps Recaps with with Mish Mish and and Zach. Uh, We do a podcast, this is a podcast where we talk about uh, MasterChef Australia Season 1. It's the hottest new show on Australian television.
0: And before you jump to conclusions, um, you're all probably assuming... That Linda Kowalski is in the room with us right now. No, yes, you um, she's are. not. She's Zach not. and I are professional performers.
1: We we went to Bappa. Yeah, we went to Bappa yeah, um, we to Bappa
0: to, to the Ballarat Academy of Performing Arts.
1: The same school as. Uh, no one of note yet Absolutely nobody It's in, 2009 It's
0: 2009 um, But yeah, so j- don't think I know that that would have been really weird if You must have gotten really excited for us That Linda was actually oh here with us Oh my God, Linda Kowalski Oh my God, you guys got her on No We
1: were doing impressions Yeah, it was
0: an impression of Linda Kowalski
1: And if you thought it was her speaking Then you're an idiot
0: but also thanks. Thank you. Thank you as well.
1: Thank you um, so much
0: for for validating us like that. Oh, oh, bless. Oh, bless. Um, anyway, how's your week been? How's your? How's the first half of the week Good. been? Good.
1: I went to a Lady Hawk concert on Sunday oh. night. Yeah, she does the Hey, it's the, the playing with, with my, my delirium. delirium, and um,
0: Paris is burning. Burn Paris, Paris is, is burning.
1: burning. So I went to Lady Hawk. She was performing. at She's the Festival wildly Hall.
0: popular in this day and age. Yeah,
1: she is. She's a hot new thing. She's from New Zealand. Get out of town, really? Yeah. Uh,
0: there's, uh, there's not really any other singers, female no, singers. No
1: female singers from New Zealand. I'll tell you what, though, they are working on a new Hobbit film. I've just heard it's going to be directed by Guillermo del Toro. Get out and, of town, really? And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the money on it right now. It's going to be better than Lord of the Rings.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, I,
1: I'm really excited for it.
0: That's excellent. Yeah. I'm very excited for New Zealand and all the things that are going to happen there.
1: It's it's all looking mm. up. Do you want what, what
0: might be nice for them? What a progressive leader of the country. Oh my god. I don't yeah. see that happening Their like, like, ever. Is really.
1: So uh, so um, centrist. To yeah. Right. Yeah. Right wing.
0: Wouldn't it be nice if it just swung left at some point? Hard left,
1: yeah. 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 But there's no one one coming up. Mm -mm. It would have to be – if someone were to come up in the next 10 years, they would have to be very young.
0: Yeah, they would have to be very, very young.
1: Um, Also, uh, iPhones aren't really a thing yet.
0: No, they're not. Have we mentioned that at all?
1: Yeah, they're they're sort of a thing. Anna had one when she was on the podcast. She was talking. She wouldn't shut the fuck up about her iPhone. Well, because iPhone. she's
0: one of maybe like a handful of people that have Yeah, i got a housemate
1: that has an iPhone. He's mm. taking it's photos. The, what
0: an absolute crock of shit. It's oh. not necessary. What no. a stupid...
1: Or a little laptop for your pocket. Yeah,
0: that's it's so dumb. I do you know what you know what I have? Do you want to know what I have? What do you have? I have myself a Motorola Flip, Mm -hmm. and I have myself an iPod Shuffle.
1: Yeah, and um, I'm that's all I need. I don't even have an iPod Shuffle. I've got uh, just got like a regular sort of USB. It's sort of the USB stick is in it, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. You just shove that right in your computer. Awesome. Uh. I think you can get like 60 songs on there. I just pick my favorite. That's great. Put an album and then some favorite tracks on there.
0: Mm-hmm. Just keep them on rotate. Yeah. Go yeah. in like once a fortnight, change it up. Change
1: it up, mix it up. Yeah. That's great. Uh and I've also got uh, So I'm guessing
0: right now you've got Lady Hawk on there.
1: I do have a bit of Lady Hawk. I've got some MGMT. Great. Uh that I don't know if you know them. They they uh they've just had a song on Skins. Oh, I love Skins. Love Skins. That's a great I show. was
0: so – like um, I can't wait to find out whether or not Sid and Cassie actually met. Oh, my up God. Up after. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. assuming that will be the first episode of season two. Yeah. No, um, I'm very excited. I can't, th- I can't wait for – I can't wait – to see their storyline progress. And what really excites me is that knowing that their storyline is going to progress means that in about, say, I don't know, 10 years' time, I won't still be bitter about it. Yes. About not knowing what happened to Sid and Cassie in season one of Skins. I'll be fine with it then because I'll know... Yeah, you know I what love I mean?
1: Skins. I love Skins so much. Yeah. It's, that's got a bright future. That's I hope gonna, it keeps
0: going and there's going. There's no diminishing returns yeah. on Skins. I hope it just keeps going and going and never
1: stops. Yeah.
0: And... Even if people start to lose m- crazy interest
1: in it, I hope it just still keeps going. Do you know another one for the ages? I was thinking about it the other day. It's about four years old. Uh, mm-hmm. Garden State. I think we're going to still be talking about Garden State. Hundred percent. What a
0: what an um, like what a great little snapshot.
1: A little snapshot John,
0: of, of the way that you and I were raised. Oh my god! How I love we Garden were. Mm-hmm. Guy
1: from Scrubs, isn't it? Scrubs. That's another great show. That's really what a great last show. The distance.
0: <laughs> Scrubs is absolutely fantastic. Um, Great soundtrack to Scrubs as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I love a good soundtrack. Love a good soundtrack. Um, Usually
0: when I'm rotating my songs once a fortnight, it is a soundtrack.
1: Oh, yeah, Mm. absolutely. Mm. I love a good soundtrack. So
0: do I. Avatar, massive film this year.
1: Avatar is huge. It's Um, huge. You know, I think it's worth it for the premium because this is the thing about Avatar. I was like, I don't want to watch a 3D movie. I I saw a 3D movie up at Movie World. Mm. Uh, I've been to
0: IMAX, like... You know mm. what
1: I mean? Yeah, I've, I've seen a 3D I've movie. I've seen what 3D can but do. But instead of having things reach out at the screen, James Cameron, the director, is thinking of the screen as more of a window. And I think it's the real future of, of cinema is is this $3 premium avatar.
0: Well, I'm just hoping that, you know, we don't all have to go out and buy 3D glasses now every single time we want to go see a movie. No,
1: I think you bring them with you. I, 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 but... You might have to. I think three D's here to no, stay. No, but maybe
0: we end up not only having our sunglasses, mm. our reading glasses, but also our three D cinema glasses. That's
1: something I see by by twenty nineteen. Uh, mm-hmm. I see us all walking around absolutely with three sets of glasses. Oh, sunny out! Pop on my sunglasses. Yep. Oh, I've got a book. I've got I've got a, a newspaper. Yep. I've picked up my newspaper. Yep. I'll get get out my reading glasses.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh wow. Well, uh, any big blockbuster movie is James out.
0: Cameron's released another film.
1: He's he's released another movie. He's probably released three or four at this point. We're at <laughs> Avatar four by now. <laughs> Just grab out my three D glasses, chuck them on. Yeah, that's the future. Wowie, Mish, I'm embracing I... it. I'll embrace it. Oh, I think it is the future. I think it's really mm. exciting what's happening with three D cinema. Mm. Any um, other movies or TV or pop culture you want to talk about? Oh, other let than me.
0: Let me think about what's currently happening at the moment. Uh,
1: ooh,
0: uh, ooh. Kevin
1: Rudd, still very yep. popular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, I mean we, we like did. Him. We did all just recently find out that he went to a strip club. I don't think. I don't think that's going to be a problem. No,
1: I think I think the strip club, well, it won him the election. Yep. Um, it won him the Kevin 07 election.
0: Mm, I don't but, think it'll brand him a perv. You know what no, I mean?
1: No, no. And I don't think it ever will. I don't think we're ever going to recontextualise those sorts of things.
0: No. Not I don't th-
1: see a future where. Not at all. Uh, no, I think that's about it. You want to talk about MasterChef?
0: Um, yeah, I would. I would like to talk. Oh, were
1: you going to say something else?
0: Um, Nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, we're good. It's a little bit of self-sense. Um, but <there>. no, we
0: will talk. <laughs> we will talk um, about, uh, you know, the way of the future just quickly, kind of like this is a nice little segue from mm-hmm. that 3D glasses moment, thinking about the way of the future. You know what? You and I doubted MasterChef. Oh, and Whether yeah. or not the popularity, because it just kept decreasing mm. and decreasing. Now, this is an interesting stat that I read in TV Guide. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we last recorded, MasterChef was the thirty second most popular show in Australia. Mm. Uh, as we record today, twenty eighth.
1: Wow. So
0: it's a small it's a small improvement. Yeah. It's a small improvement. Um, maybe it maybe there was a particular interest in the rabbit mm. dish or something like that. Um, the intensities of the commercials have really. Absolutely.
1: There's a lot more commercials. I think also just word of mouth. You know, we had Honor in two weeks ago. Uh, we've got people chomping at the bit to come on this podcast. Uh, mm. I'm getting um, MSN messages all over the place saying, hey, I've started watching MasterChef now. Mm-hmm. I- I- I've been tuning in. Um, people just seem to be talking about it. It's, uh, I don't know if you've heard the term water cooler or water, uh, the, the the water, what's the water? The big water jug, where the people bring a big water jug and then and then they attach it to a little tap. Oh, you're um, oh, big office water. Big office water. Big office water conversations. Yeah. So people come and they have conversations around the big office water thing. I think that's what people are doing. They're coming mm. to work, and maybe one or two of the people at the office. Mm. Uh,
0: and like uh, I find, like on public transport, when you're on your way to work, mm. people tend to talk about the weather. Mm. If they're in Melbourne, they might be talking about the AFL footballs. Mm -hmm, mm. Um, But I think people are starting to talk about MasterChef.
1: People are starting to talk about mastership. There are
0: whispers. And even my own mother, um, you know, I I go to her house every Sunday for dinner. She was trying different things.
1: Yeah. And she's
0: a watcher. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if you remember a few Mm. weeks back, someone dared to mix tomato and basil. Mm -hmm. My mum made tomato and basil. On bread,
1: get the fuck out! I'm of I'm not town. fucking
0: Zach. I tried it, and I'm not kidding.
1: Fucking hell! The other day, let me tell you, the other day I was gonna just make some toast, mm-hmm. put some bread in a toaster. I, I, I don't know if you've made toast mm-hmm. before, but I thought, you know what? There's some eggs in the fridge. No, you didn't. I, wi- I whisked them up. I, I put the bread in the eggs. I made myself some French, some eggy bread. No,
0: you didn't. Did I made you some really?
1: Eggy bread. Uh, the masterclass. They were talking about eggy bread. I thought, you know, that's not as difficult as I thought. How
0: was it? What did it taste
1: like? Uh, it, it tasted eggy. Yeah, yeah. It was it tasted like bread. It tasted a lot like eggy bread. It's if you if you were to think, what would eggy bread taste like? It
0: well, that's like I, that. it's yeah. it, the the name in itself has quite a visceral reaction. Mm, eggy bread. Yeah, eggy bread.
1: It's uh, sort of a bit of a silly uh, silly name for a thing on a mm. proper television show. But there you go. Do you know what's
0: crazy though? What is that? As soon as you said that, I think this shows having like. It's having an impact on my life because as Mm. soon as you said eggy bread, I started going, oh, Zach, Zach. It's in my head, obviously. I Mm. wasn't saying this out loud. You would have heard me. I was going, Zach, Zach, maybe you just need to put something on the eggy bread. Wow, okay. And so I would never have thought to be that innovative or that creative to go, hey, Zach, Zach, bit of sugar. Wow, yeah. Zach, Zach, bit of maple syrup. Yeah. Zach, Zach, I'm not even joking. This is crazy. It's crazy. This
1: is wild. Cinnamon. To cinnamon, yeah, on the eggy bread. Why not? Why not, Zach? Oh, that's crazy. I mean, don't fly too close to the sun, Icarus, for <laughs> you may fall. Look, you may fall like a regular Linda Kalowski. Oh, spoiler alert! Well, people have watched. It's true. If you if you're not if you're tuning in before you if you're if you're missing an episode, and then you're listening to our podcast before the Saturday catch ups, that's on you. Okay, that's on you. I don't. I want don't, to say w- that.
0: I wouldn't really be isolating our three listeners if I were you, Zach. That it's was at
1: least fifty, Mish.
0: I'm pretty... <laughs> just while we're on it, we'd like to thank everyone who thank has been so listening to this podcast. In. It has been abs- It's been overwhelming the tens of tens of messages uh, we have received.
1: We have been uh, <laughs> here at uh, Recaps HQ, uh, just fielding <laughs> letters. Uh, we. We did not expect. When we started this, this podcast about the obscure little thing that is uh, MasterChef, we, we said this is probably a little too niche. 100%. And when we posted about it on MySpace, we apologised. We said, firstly, the first episode is a little rough. We were still finding our feet. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, we said this is probably a little niche for most audiences. <laughs> it's only relevant if you live in Australia and, and if you have watched MasterChef um but but i think you're absolutely right mish the response has been overwhelming
0: completely overwhelming uh, just
1: i i the three to four comments on mm. any post we do about it yeah um i had one message the other day uh, there was a bit of a release a uh, bit of a delay on the release a few weeks ago and i had a message saying hi and I just thought maybe it's that's amazing. a bit of a prompt, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. I you had know? someone
0: pass me in the office yeah. uh, the other day, and they just said we were in an elevator, mm-hmm. and um, they just said, "So have you have you been watching MasterChef?" And yeah. I said, "Yeah, no, I, I have been watching MasterChef," and yeah. he just nodded, and then he got off on his floor. But I think what he was saying was, "Was thank you,
1: thank you, thank
0: you for what you have done."
1: Absolutely. For the show yeah. and
0: for my, my general happiness and well-being. Thank you for doing this podcast with your friend, Zach.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's 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 uh, Time is at a premium for yeah. us. Uh, you're a playwright. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a writer. You're a performer. You also have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, I, I tour quite a bit. I, I'm working on a few other projects. The sole reason we did this was for fame and money. <laughs> Uh, let me tell you, because oh. this is the thing, to our to our loyal listener, th- this is the thing about this project. Uh... <laughs> we
0: didn't tell anyone that we were doing it. When we first developed this idea together, mm-hmm. we didn't tell anyone no. that we were doing it
1: because we knew. We knew.
0: We knew we were sitting on a gold mine. Absolutely. We knew that we had... We like when it's the same as the whoever it was that like, you know, invented glue in a stick, they knew they knew. They were like, as soon as I put it in stick form, I'm sitting on a gold mine. When Zach and I said, we should do recaps of MasterChef season one Australia yeah. on this this podcast medium, which is obviously a really untouched. <laughs> Uh, medium Absolutely. For discussion. Yeah. Um, we knew and we told nobody.
1: Absolutely. And the envy of our peers. Can I tell you, uh, we have friends in the podcasting community, friends in the comedy community. They're, they're coming up to us and they're saying, how did you come up with that idea? What are your numbers like? And I say, oh, a few dozen, whatever. <laughs> And they, uh, <laughs>
0: I tell you what, there's a bit of a look on their face. You, there's fire in their eyes. They're and a little look, bit jealous. Look, there is a price, there is a price to fame and, so, and, and one of them is losing friends. Absolutely. And Zach and I have lost many, we've lost more friends, but you know what, we've gained friends and new listeners. Absolutely. And that's how we're looking at it. Sure, we've lost maybe two dozen friends, yeah. but we've gained like 30 listeners so that's so that's a, that's a, a problem yeah. 6 <laughs> six, with 6 friends yeah, yeah so that's not bad and we're happy and I'm we're happy. yeah like it that's the price that's the price of fame
1: that's the price um, you pay
0: and it's all thanks to you guys
1: so thank you so much um i i th- i'm pretty confident i'm pretty confident that in the next couple of weeks we should overtake Hamish and andy's podcast <laughs>
0: I, th- I, I think we're in with a pretty good shot. Uh,
1: so uh, thank you for your uh, – let us know. Do DM us on our, on our personal pages and let us know what you want more or less of.
0: We'd love that. So let's get stuck into it, shall we?
1: Shall we? Let's just – Mish, Yeah, I'm sorry to disagree, but I think we should get stuck into it.
0: Okay. <laughs> That was. good. I thought I'd just be a
1: bit like rude to you. No, that's all right. It didn't really work. No, I
0: didn't take the bait. I just want to. I genuinely want to start. Let's get stuck Um, into it. So this is episode twelve.
1: Episode twelve, and
0: this is what uh, week
1: two, week three. We're now at week three. Yeah, we are at week three. This is week three, part one.
0: Yeah,
1: fantastic. It is.
0: Um, Okay, so uh, it opens up, obviously. With uh, the house that everyone's living in,
1: huge component of the show, massive. Uh, uh, we're always coming in at the house. Uh, my favourite layer is because it is a house; it's much more informal. Yeah, uh, people aren't wearing their chef whites. Mm. Uh, in fact, one sexy fella was topless the entire time. time. Um, oh my! And
0: because of that casual vibe, often they're talking while folding laundry um, that there's always someone, it should be a drinking game because there's like drink when someone folds their laundry, because (laughs) there's always someone who's folding their laundry and they're always talking about the competition. Mm. So at no point are they talking about, you know, their personal lives or, or whatever they're talking about the competition. Now they're all sitting around and they're all, um, you know, just Talking about Having like chats, who's gonna win yeah. and you know what they love to cook and food and whatever, mm. um, and Nick come just pops in right, mm. um, and he's just hanging out with Brent. Mm. Uh, it's just Nick and Brent, and they're hanging out in their
1: room. Now, uh, if people can't remember exactly, because I haven't. Watched it in a couple of days. Who's Nick? Who's Brent?
0: So Nick's the family man. Yeah. Um, he's, I, we haven't seen too much of Nick.
1: He wants to open a restaurant, wine bar. He wants yeah. to open
0: a wine bar. And Brent is the food photographer okay. who wants to move on from food photography. Mm-hmm. Um, to
1: food. To food. Just, food. just food. He was a food photographer, Yeah. but now he wants to f- just do now food. Now he wants to food.
0: Yeah. Um, and Nick's kind of talking about how much he misses his family mm. and all of that, and then it it goes to the camera goes to Brent who's doing a chat to camera, and Brent also says how much Nick is missing his family. Mm. So oddly, at this point, I'm just like, oh, okay, like this seems to be a big big theme of mm. the morning is that Nick's missing his family. I think we
1: cut to Kate um, at one point. She says Nick's really missing his family.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did, and she was like, he just seems really down. I don't know what it is. I think he's missing his family, and I was just like, yes, Kate, he does. And we cut Good to pick up.
1: Linda, and Linda said. I just think that maybe he's missing his family. He seems really out of sorts. Mm -hmm.
0: And then as they were walking in, Julie Goodwin said, Nick just didn't seem himself. You know what I mean? So Mm. I think everyone was kind of picking up on that. I'd like to also add that Brent said, I love Nick. Um, It's been two weeks. So that's it. It's
1: very forward. It's
0: pretty intense. Um, But Brent was like, I love Nick. I don't like seeing him like this. Mm. Um, There was obviously quite the connection there. Um, And so as before... Any kind of challenge, like they all get into the warehouse. Sorry, they're standing in front of the judges and Sarah. And um, Nick goes, oh, do you mind if I have a chat with you guys? Yeah. And he goes off with the judges.
1: Well, he only, This is the. I do just want to point this out. So he goes, do you mind if Sarah, judges, do you mind if I have a chat with you? And they're like, sure. And then only Gary walks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. The so, rest
1: stand. It's almost like the producers mm. told him to do it then. It just seemed like an odd time. It was odd. Anyway. Um.
0: So then Nick took Gary and they went and sat uh, probably or maybe like mm, five meters away <laughs> um, in a couple of big armchairs behind a beaded curtain. Mm-hmm, and mm. um, Nick just basically straight up said, I can't do this competition I anymore. Miss, I
1: miss my wife. I miss too my much. wife.
0: Um, and then Gary said, You know, you're a real front runner. Um, keep in mind, five meters, everyone can hear. There can is no hear. way that other people can't hear. And Gary has just told Nick, You're a front runner. Yeah. Uh, that must have, like, set Aaron's ears a bloody burning.
1: Um,
0: but then Nick was like, no, I'm sure of this, and Gary's like, well, and you could tell that Gary was a bit pissy.
1: He um, was pretty pissy, and he was pissy at, uh, at, at the wife.
0: You th- yeah, he seemed really annoyed at the wife for putting Nick under this kind of yeah. pressure. Keep in mind, and we touched on this a couple of weeks ago, every contestant in the show has been told that they're allowed to have zero contact with any of their loved ones for three months. Obviously, if you're able to get through that, that gives you that extra level of master chef, um, you know. I think
1: that might be a layer, that a master mm-hmm. chef is not good to their family.
0: Exactly. So then Nick comes out and he tells all all the other contestants and the other judges that he's decided to leave the competition, Um Brent looks heartbroken.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's a love story that ended way too soon for Brent.
1: He's so upset. He was yeah. he
0: was ridiculously upset. And then he did say, Well, whatever I do today, I'm doing it for Nick. Beautiful. A beautiful sentiment. And then Nick left to be with his wife. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then we get to another box of mystery.
1: Which we now know has a name. Yep, yeah. and what is that name, Zach? Mystery box.
0: Which is exactly what I guessed it would be called, and then you shot me down for it. You said that's oh, not going to catch on.
1: Puppy cup.
0: No, that is exact. We have it on record.
1: Oh, who cares, Mish? I think box of mystery has a much better ring to it. Well,
0: they've gone with mystery box.
1: Congratulations! Um, now,
0: it was an interesting, it was an interesting reveal. Yeah. Um, when they all pulled the box off their plate of food, we were left with the following: bacon, bacon, eggs, eggs, tomato, tomato, bread, bread. Now, this sent everyone a f- little hearts of flurry
1: they were they were going crazy and i got to tell you they're
0: like what am i going to do all i can think of making is an egg and bacon sandwich um okay julie did say this is the stuff i cook 5 times a week
1: yeah julie loved it julie was, julie was like yeah <laughs> if she's okay.
0: eating that stuff 5 times a week julie <laughs> has a jonesing for bacon egg tomato bread.
1: She loves j- bacon. 5 egg, times a week. Bread. That is
0: an excessive amount of time.
1: There was a lot of people that were like, "Oh, thank God we learned how to make eggy bread last week <laughs> in the masterclass."
0: <laughs> yep, and then they made egg- I think there was oh, 3 boy, of them. Oh boy,
1: there was a lot of eggy bread. There were
0: 3 of the 18 of them or 19 of them now that that um well, made do, eggy bread. You do
1: a masterclass where you go, "This is how to make eggy bread," and then you do a mystery box with egg and bread.
0: What do you? What, do what do you, expect? you expect?
1: There was a point midway through. I don't know if you were going to get to this, where Gary was like, "I'm a little bit. Dis- I can't do it, Gary. Gary. I'm. A, I'm a little bit disappointed that nobody did bacon and egg." Yeah, I did have that written down. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed that I can't do it, Gary.
0: But yeah, it, look, I have an issue with a lot of the things Gary says because they're conflicting as fuck. He firstly he says, "I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't do bacon and eggs," and he'll say something like. Keep it simple. I'm really excited for what Brent is cooking because it's simple. Mm. I'm really excited for what Poe is cooking because it's simple. simple. But then we'll criticise anyone who does anything simple. Yeah. Um, it's just very odd. Um, Can I
1: say also when they were saying the things that are important in a, in a dish with egg and bread uh, is texture. Mm-hmm. There was a beautiful moment where Matt, uh, he's the British one with the neck thing. He said, uh, "What's important when you're doing an egg dish is the textures." Mm. And I was like, "That's a very good point." And then, as is becoming a bit of a uh, convention with this series, he listed textures for all those stupid enough to not know them. Yeah. So he goes, "What's important <laughs> is is the texture, crunchiness, mm. softness, mm. chewiness." It's like, "Oh, thanks, man." Yeah.
0: Mm. That was yeah, very good point. At least it, like it, it, it put it really hard into them that they needed to do all of those
1: things. You can't just do one texture. Yeah. or I it... think
0: it's very hard to make eggy bread, mul- eggy bread, multiple textures.
1: That's uh, very true. Mm. Eggy bread is eggy bread. Is eggy. It's soft. Yeah. It's crunchy. It's eggy. It's eggy.
0: It's just eggy. It's eggy bread. Um. Anyway, Trevor took some of the white bread and he rolled it out and he put bacon in it and then rolled it back up again like a Swiss roll and then deep fried it and they were really excited about that. that. Yeah, Um, all about it because they were like, "That's really creative." Um, Look, is it Mm. the shape was creative. Um, but he basically deep fried some bread. It looked um, like
1: one of those little chocolate and cream swirls that mm, you get at a like a Swiss roll, mm. like what I just said. Oh, well, I don't know what it's called,
0: man. It's, it's called a Swiss roll.
1: Look, I think you're really, uh, I think you're really getting up my goat about this mystery box. I'm,
0: I was as soon as they said it, I stood up and I I punched the air and uh-huh. I said I won. In my little head.
1: Do you know what? As soon as they, they said mystery box, mm-hmm. um, because I think it's going to be a recurring thing now. Yeah, yeah. They just sort of slipped that in. Like they'd already done this mm-hmm. box of mystery last week as a thing. And now they're like, this is a thing now. Every week we do mystery boxes. You reckon they're just going to keep doing that? Oh, yeah. That was the com- The idea. It was like, today is mystery box day. Yeah. They're like, well, come I, on I, in, I really mystery liked, box. I, th- I
0: think it might be my favourite part of the whole week is this new mystery box thing because you don't know what's going to be in, under there. Yeah. They could pick anything. They could pick, you know, different types of fungus or they could pick they could broad put, beans. They or could put they a could, turtle in there. They could if they wanted to or they could put tomatoes and bread. But
1: tomatoes, bread, bacon and egg.
0: Yeah, you don't know. Um, okay, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, we're going to talk about... Our best mate George.
1: George. <laughs> we
0: love George. Um, I
1: think we should rename. First of all, I think we should rename this podcast. To no what? more recaps with Mission Zach. I'm thinking George. I'd love that. Just call it George. Just call it George. Um I we're we're big, big fans of George. I love George. See, this is the thing. I think what was really important with this show. As we're starting to learn, as as culinary arts are becoming a bit more popular in mm. Australia, as this show goes on, seeing a lot of of accounts of um, chefs are nasty people. They're grumps. Mm. They're yep. quite uh, cruel. They tend to underpay their cut staff. Throat. Yeah, the cutthroat. Mm. Uh, and what we're really seeing—it's so refreshing to see someone like George.
0: So nice. And I've just I'd like I'm at the point now where it's like I w- I want. I feel like he's part of my week. Yes. I feel like he's part of my life. Yes. And I trust him. Yes. Um, implicitly. Yes. Um, I'm at the point where it's like I'd like to involve. Like I'd love it if he was like my uncle. Um, I have a friend. My friend is in accounting. Yeah. I'm um, currently looking for work. I'm, oh, okay. I'm aware that George has a restaurant. Yes, yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. wondering maybe my friend could get a job there.
1: Could email him. Could or email something.
0: him and be like, you know, I'm interested in helping you out with your accounts. Let me come on board with your oh, restaurant.
1: Sorry, what was their job, did you say? He's an accountant.
0: What do you mean?
1: You don't think George Columbaris has doesn't have an accountant? George Columbaris has the best accountants in the business. This guy's a professional, Michelle. That's
0: okay. You make a, okay.
1: George Columbaris knows what's what. George Columbaris knows what he's doing. Come
0: to think of it. It's almost as stupid as suggesting maybe he wants a head chef. You know what I mean? Like it was almost as stupid as that because there's no way. You're right, you know. There is no way that George Columbaris would own a restaurant and not have sorted out his accounts. Look, th- th- I can't think Do you know of what any would happen? reasons. How many reasons can a, you think of? If you're a
1: business of? owner, if you own re- a restaurant with maybe with intentions of expanding and owning multiple restaurants, mm-hmm. if you're owning the land that those restaurants are... Uh, are based on and a and leased from. If you're building a business like that and you don't have strong accounts, hmm. you're at risk of underpaying your workers. Okay. And maybe overpaying a few. It was a stupid it was a stupid suggestion Could because you imagine someone, of a scenario. Caliber, the,
0: someone of George's caliber. There's someone of George's caliber. Would never let himself get into a situation like that.
1: We were talking about eggy bread. Yeah. I think that would be egg on face for George Columbus. Uh-huh.
0: Imagine how embarrassing that would be. Imagine if
1: he underpaid his workers. Could you imagine? Like I think oh. it would be
0: something like if something like that happened, I can imagine it would make him quite agitated. Yeah. Um, I could imagine it would make him like it would probably cause quite a short fuse. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: And that's not our George. This is the thing about George, right? <laughs> If his accountants were a bit crook, if his accounts were a bit...
0: Hypothetically, like this is a a stretch, yeah.
1: um, And he noticed that. First of all, he would notice it and he would take ownership of that. Second of all, he wouldn't let it get out of hand. So even if in this scenario, yeah, the accounts uh, aren't great. Mm -hmm. His accountant isn't good. He's not gonna hire your accountant cousin or whatever the fuck, because George is on top of it. He's not gonna let that problem get away from him.
0: It's not like it's gonna get to the point where they're where you know it yeah I, I hear what you're saying that's all I'm saying is I hear what you're yeah, saying and I can think of so many reasons I can think of so many reasons as to why George would not let him get in, get would not get himself into that situation I can think of so many I can think of like 7.8 million reasons as to why <laughs> George Columbaris would not let himself get into that situation.
1: Well, that's, uh, then that's the number right there. That, that's that's I think just what we the, should I, call our our podcast. Yeah. seven point eight million reasons yeah. why George <laughs> is a man of integrity.
0: A hundred percent. Um, and it just it seemed like an accurate number. There's, there is no way that George would let it get to any kind of situation that is not manageable. That was a very poorly worded sentence. Well, that's but,
1: okay because. George is a man of integrity. Yeah. You know, uh, we all have integrity. I have integrity as a man. You have integrity. Uh, We all have integrity. But I I reckon that the amount of integrity I've got, Mm -hmm. George as a businessman. He's got 7.8 million times the amount of integrity that either of us have.
0: I preach, sister, I hear
1: you. Oh, man. Um, he also said, boom, boom, shake the room. He said, boom, boom, shake the room. The, the, I also want to note he said, boom, boom. Uh, he didn't say, boom, boom. He said, boom, boom. So George's He said something along the lines of, all right, you've got a minute, yeah? Yeah. You've got one minute, yeah? Uh, you better start plating up. Boom, boom, shake the room. Yep. So he said, boom, boom, shake the room, but he didn't make the boom and room rhyme. Yeah, he said, boom, boom, shake the room. He then said, boom, boom, later in the episode. Yep. George Columbaris, in one episode of MasterChef Australia, said, boom, boom, twice. twice. Or, if you really want to break it down, he said, boom, four times. (laughs) That's what we're here to do is break it down.
0: So, look, all I'm saying is that when he did say boom boom, shake the room, I fluttered a little bit. my heart. Did you really? I just thought it was nice. I'm like, uh, ooh. Oh man, ooh. I, I
1: felt the same. I, thought, I
0: feel a catchphrase that he's gonna try and have latch <laughs> onto Australia.
1: I was thinking, <laughs> George, you only said boom boom twice, but you can say it 7.8 million, million times. If
0: you <laughs> okay. Um so Anyway, they all cooked different meals with egg, bacon, tomato and bread. That half an hour to do it. Mm-hmm. Meat guy one. Meat guy one with an egg yolk in a petri dish with
1: Tabasco on it. He called it uh he called it eggs in hell. Eggs in hell. He said He's hard. He said, um, I'm gonna make some I'm gonna make eggs in hell. And they were like, Oh, what's that? The judges were like, Oh, what's that? And he said, Well, it's eggs cooked in tomato, but it's 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 like it's in hell. And they're like, How's that? Is that a bit spicy? He said like, yeah. yeah, And they're like, how are you going to do the spicy with this Tabasco sauce? <laughs> and it's he was like, like yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm going to do that.
1: And then they were like, it wasn't as spicy as, as mm. I thought it would be. But he won.
0: Yeah. He did win. Um, They were like, I love that you um cut the toast into soldiers so mm-hmm. that we can dip our soldiers in the egg yolk. We've
1: got another sense as well in, in this judging thing of a pattern that is emerging with Matt Preston is, is the judges will go, this was okay, this was okay, and then Matt Preston just – Describes How a meal should play out <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if it was Chris <laughs> Matt walks up He goes Now this is When I have egg and uh, Egg and bread This is how it should happen I should just want to look at that plate. look at this plate And I want to pick up that bread This was Chris, yeah And dip it in the egg <laughs> And put that Bread an egg in my mouth. Like this. <laughs> and chew it. Oh. it's a very, it's very much a, a Matt Preston <clears throat> thing. Yeah, it's his shtick.
0: <laughs> um, so Chris won. He got taken back to the pantry. He had to choose one mm. of three ingredients that were in front of him that everyone had to cook with. Mm. Um he had to choose between chocolate, octopus. octopus, and rabbit. Um, and he chose rabbit.
1: He said at the start I I would like it to be duck, if not that, something Mm -hmm. gamey. And then they tried to create drama. Mm -hmm. They tried to create drama with Chris saying, I want something gamey. And they are like, what's he going to choose? Yeah. Chocolate or rabbit?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, He chose the rabbit. And then when he brought it out, everyone was saying like in their chats to cameras and stuff, oh, I was really worried that Chris would choose something that no one's ever cooked with before because that's so Chris. I'm starting to think that Chris is a little bit of a cunt. Oh. Um, I kind of got the, the, the feeling in the room that, uh, people were a bit suspicious of a him. Icy. Bit icy. A little icy. A bit icy. little icy Um, they were Chris. like, it's typical of Chris to do something to, to throw us all off kind of deal. And then he chose rabbit and Poe said, I've never cooked with rabbit before, but I'm also aware most people haven't. Um. This must be the truest statement that's ever been made on MasterChef ever. Mm. Um, I don't think, I didn't even know you could eat rabbit.
1: I ate rabbit once on a short high school trip to Italy. You went on a high school trip to Italy? I did. I entered a competition and I won. What did you have to do for the competition? Was it a writing? I had to write something in Italian.
0: Ooh. I went to
1: Italy. Uh, I went to Italy and then I had Rabbit. How was it? It was very nice. Oh, that's nice. It was very, very nice.
0: Mm. Um, he also, Chris was like, I think I'm gonna go with the bunny. That was creepy. Yeah, they were yeah, they <laughs> referred was... to
1: it as a bunny a lot. Yeah, and I didn't like that. Um, also Chris wears a hat and I'm like, that cunt's bald, and then I saw him without the hat and he's not bald, and it's like cunt, <laughs> why are you wearing the hat?
0: Yeah. Um still, I don't know why yet, but I want to continue referring to him as meat guy. I
1: don't know why it's I've been tried to not, do that. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, he did talk again about nose to tail. They're like, oh, he's gonna try and cook the whole thing, mm. and then he didn't. He no. just cooked a bit of the rabbit.
0: Um, and he did okay. Um, the theme was Italian theme. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie went into the pantry. So then they each had a minute in the pantry to get all the things they wanted. Julie Goodwin went into the pantry. Who? Julie Goodwin, uh, she's like the 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 like the shorter curly haired mum. Um, was she
1: the one in she the She went into
0: the bottom three.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 um, yeah,
0: So Julie went into the pantry and then left the pantry with none of the core ingredients that she needed for the dish that she was going to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was made for good television.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, just side note, I am getting super arrogant vibes from Chris, mm-hmm. the meat guy. Um, and Gary then reiter- reiterated that safe options are best mm-hmm. and then went up to, I believe it was Brent and said, do you think maybe that's a bit too safe? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why he's... Confu- trying to confuse us like that. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to add at this point?
1: No, no. Pretty pretty uh, basic episode of what is emerging this show to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, people cook and some win and some don't. Uh, it's on six nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Normal reality television anyway. is one hour a week. No, six nights a week where you <laughs> see a person cook.
0: Well, we're at the end. Basically, what ends up happening is Brent, the food photographer, wins with his braised rabbit and roast potatoes
1: and grilled zucchini. He cooked – sorry, I I will talk f- about him for a moment. He cooked so many things.
0: Four large Four dishes things. of food.
1: And that was his whole – and then they don't talk about – like at no point do they talk about the potatoes. Mm. And there is a bit where George goes, now the rabbit I like. Mm. Like he had said bad things about the vegetables and they edited it out? Just of (laughs) note. Now, here's the thing, Mish. If someone were to listen to this podcast in 10 years' time, they haven't seen that episode in 10 years, you could argue that was a little too niche, even for this podcast, (laughs) to point out that potentially there was an odd edit in an episode of television. You could argue. You could. Go on. That maybe (laughs) that's going to make a few people switch off.
0: (laughs) Um, That people, our listeners aren't switching off. No. They're rarer to go. They're loving this stuff. And, like, thank God it isn't 10 years later. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, my God. Thank
0: God that people have watched this episode within the last 48 hours and they are drooling to talk about it.
1: This podcast, I tell you what, the one issue I have with this podcast is it doesn't have a shelf life. There'll be more seasons of MasterChef, I hope. We could talk about that at another time. But if there were to be more seasons of MasterChef, if people were to go on with their lives for 10 years, could you imagine someone tuning into this podcast (laughs) in the year 2018? 2018? 10 years from now. (laughs) God, I don't even want to entertain the idea of someone listening to this in 2019. They go, who the fuck is Chris? Who the fuck is Julie? I'll tell you the thing. The thing is. Remember Melissa Lutton? She left last week
0: and no one's forgotten.
1: They'll remember one person, the winner. They'll remember the winner. Maybe they'll remember a few other people if they go on to have television careers outside of this, but they won't.
0: And there's no way in hell that you and I would say, hypothetically, 10 years from now, be sitting together and then realise that we are the only people on planet Earth (laughs) that remember the people (laughs) in season one. (laughs) 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 There's no way that you and I would all of a sudden discover that we are the only people that were obsessed with the show enough that we retained the information on who was on the show. Well, because, I mean, I
1: don't think there'll be a means. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? See, this podcast, this is going to exist in 10 years' time. Could you imagine 10 years from now people going onto the internet (laughs) and going into the dark corners of the internet to watch pirated copies of a 10-year-old reality show? Could you imagine how much effort that would entail? I don't and I think. it <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the back and forth yeah. that would be happening no on their way messages? There is
0: absolutely no way that you and I would spend, say, I don't know, an hour and a half trying to find, say, <laughs> I don't know, season one, episode 13 of a really obscure, <laughs> um, uh, you know, reality television show. From ten years ago, we're spending 90 minutes just trying to find a 30 minute episode so that we could watch it and record a podcast that night. There's no way. There's no way.
1: I mean I watched 90 this, minutes I Zach. watched this on my nice big widescreen television live on television. There's no way I would watch a weird flipped over half the image <laughs> cropped. There's no way in hell. Oh, could you imagine? You would lose your mind.
0: (laughs) And the idea as well that you'd only be, say, five episodes in, knowing (laughs) (laughs) that you've committed yourself
1: to many more. Anyway,
0: Linda made a tomato foam.
1: Well, Uh, she called it a foam, but it was more of a tomato mousse. mousse.
0: It looked so fucking gross. It it looked looked so gross. I think
1: Gary said... So so Matt came up. He tried it. So the whole idea was that it was a savory dish that looked like a dessert. There was a a rabbit tart and a and a tomato mousse. And they were like, "This is all the rage in Europe." Uh, and then they tried it. And um and then and Gary said, "This is horrible." And I believed him. You know how oh. sometimes those the, these <laughs> moments are a little bit superfluous. Yeah, he was like, "This is horrible," and I was yeah. like.
0: Yeah. yeah, I felt that. It's like it was. It seemed like it was almost as if that was the take that while the camera was being set up and they were checking to see if it was being recorded and Gary was just saying that to a mate. He meant it. It looked gross. I'm sure it tasted gross. So Linda, Aaron and Julie Goodwin ended up being in the bottom three. Mm-hmm. Brent won the competition. So the next episode was the bottom three elimination mm-hmm. between the three of them. And the challenge was a challenge set by the judges. So Sarah told us about the challenge set by the judges, and then she just didn't come back for that no, episode. No, she was just
1: like, this is the challenge. Here <laughs> are your judges. Just...
0: Bye. And then Gary kind of re explained the challenge or the importance of all the different elements of the challenge. Um, and it was called the Tati Tatan Challenge.
1: Tatatan. Tatatan Challenge. Uh, of note, this episode, of note for two, th- two reasons, I believe. One is. Um, the producers clearly don't tell, uh, uh, don't have a style guide on how to pronounce words like ta ta tam.
0: We heard many different variations. So, firstly, it was ta tan. Ta tan. Then Linda called it ta ta ta. Julie called it the tati tatten or something. <laughs> um, anyway. So Someone tr- at
1: one point, I think, just called it a tat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just went ta. But, I'll tell you what else they they love hitting their teas. Oh, yeah, nice Linda she does <laughs> tum, tum, tum. yeah,
0: um, so basically, George said, respect the dish, yeah, understand your fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were all left with that those wise words. Um, so they all set to cooking what is essentially a stovetop fry pan tart that mm. you then finish in the oven. Um so they were given all their ingredients. I just want to bring up that they were given store bought pastry. Yeah,
1: it was a bit weird.
0: Um, it's a bit weird. My nana mm-hmm. has made pies. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's made her own damn pastry.
1: Maybe your nana is the next master
0: chef. Maybe my nana's dead. <sighs> Any? <laughs> no, it's okay. I also lied about the pie thing. Like <laughs> she's never made a pie, <laughs> but she's dead. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, So Julie, um, so they all cooked their pies. Linda Kowalski uh, was very nervous because she sliced her apple very thin. Mm, She did. Um, Aaron wasn't nervous. He was sure he was fine. Um, Julie is always on the brink of what looks like tears. She Mm. seems a bit on edge.
1: Well, I I was pretty confident she was going to go home uh, in this challenge early Mm. on. Uh, She didn't really... Know what she was doing. She was very nervous.
0: I think everyone's kind of expecting Julie to just leave soon. Yeah, I'm um, not. She's, she's not really performing at a high level. She's quite forgettable. Um, her food doesn't look that great. Yeah, like. no. Uh, yeah, so um, I was expecting it to be her. But she um, did fine. She I did think. fine. Yeah. They were happy with her. They said that some elements were good, but overall, lovely. I think yeah. they described her as lovely. I don't think MasterChef is lovely, mm. but whatever. Um, anyway, Julie had a fantastic lift in the puff. Um, Aaron cooked his apples beautifully, um, and Linda sliced her apples too thin, as she suspected, burnt her caramel, and she was sent home.
1: She was. I do just want to say... Um, so they were given 10 minutes after their 45 minutes of cooking, they were given 10 minutes, uh, of resting time, uh, where their ta-ta-ta was resting out of the oven before they flipped it out onto a plate. And Aaron, is it? Yep. Uh, he was the one that likes molecular gastronomy. He came up and he said to Julie and, um, Linda, he said, uh, how is yours Twisting, because apparently if it twists, you know then it's going to be able to come out of the, the pan. It's like, is yours twisting? And um, Julie was like, oh, I don't want to even check. And Linda was like, yes, mine is twisting. And then he said, mine's doing 360s.
0: And then he just walked away. <laughs>
1: a, Presumably doing, never
0: to speak to them again.
1: <laughs> mine's doing 360s. 360s.
0: Um, so, yeah, Linda started to weep. Um, she because did. she knew that her tart was the worst, mm-hmm. um, she was sent home. Uh, Julie and Aaron then told uh, Linda a couple of things they liked about her. Yeah,
1: that was nice. Um, they
0: said you're creative, and the other one said you have a real generosity of spirit. Yeah. Um, not in any way related to food. No. Um, I don't know that if Julie Goodwin told me I had a generosity of spirit, that would make that much of an impact on my life. <laughs> um, but you know that's nice. Yeah. Good. Uh, so. She, when she was told, then to kind of went like a light grey colour.
1: <laughs> she did,
0: um, yeah. and I was worried for her safety. But then they showed a clip of her going back home. They showed to her, with her family at
1: home, so they sent a film crew of her. And, and you know the the worst part, Mish. What's that? So they went back to her home. Uh, this was just awful, and and she said, "So what's for dinner?" <laughs> and her mum said, "Rabbit." They were having rabbit for dinner.
0: Yeah. And then the episode ended. <laughs> it was pretty cruel. Um, so basically uh, the next episode was Brent doing the challenge with the chef. What's that called?
1: Uh, immunity challenge. Immunity challenge. Yes, it is
0: called the immunity challenge. And the
1: challenge. prize for the immunity challenge, I think because no one's going to get it, was you go, skip all the way to the end?
0: Yep. So you get you get skipped to f- uh, finale week.
1: Finale week. So so not <laughs> one challenge. Mm. You don't get some sort of immunity um, hat or imu- immunity uh, badge or no. immunity pin. You don't get anything like that that gets you through one challenge. Mm. You literally go home and don't compete, and then you compete in the last week. I think they're giving this out because they're competing against professional chefs, mm-hmm. so no one will win this challenge. There's
0: no way in hell.
1: And if they were to win it, that's such an advantage. Yeah, it's grossly I think, unfair. I can't think of a single way that could go wrong for someone. I if,
0: think that they've put that challenge in there to just prove to the contestants that this is an unreachable goal, yeah. but it's something to strive for. It's about,
1: yeah, it's about saying, yeah. you know, it's about sort of saying to the, to the, to the kids at home, these guys are good. But they got nothing on the professional on the chefs. Professionals. Yeah.
0: So Brent was cooking against a guy who owns two restaurants, one in Sydney and one in Melbourne, called Long Grain. Long Grain makes Thai food, mm. and he was going to make a pork and prawn egg net. Egg net. So an egg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got eggy bread, and we got eggnet.
0: Egg, egg net. Egg net. Uh, and an egg net is essentially, uh, the George describes it as lacy egg. It's Mm -hmm. when you do really, really, really thin strips of egg. (laughs) So it looks like a net and then you wrap your food in it. Um, yeah,
1: that's exactly what egg net is.
0: (laughs) Yep. Great. Um, the, Basically, Brent cooked and also this other chef cooked. Mm-hmm. It was fairly, it was, it, was, it was interesting enough, but they didn't show really any of the ingredients that were going in there. No. Um, I learnt that if you get a garlic clove that has skin on it and you just bash it with the palm of your hand, the skin will come off. That's crazy yeah, to me. Yeah, absolutely insane. I don't
1: even cook with garlic.
0: I've been gnawing my garlic skin off for years. Oh, you?
1: Yeah. See, I've I've never cooked with garlic. Really? No, I've never cooked with garlic <laughs> or onions. So this this is <laughs> this is some wild shit that's going. That's on That's crazy. On this show. Yeah. So apparently, something you can do with meat is cook it in mm. like a sauce with like garlic and onion. Yeah. Some wild Back, shit. That's
0: bolognese. Right. Yeah, I mean, okay. You and I were brought up with the, you know, five hundred gram three star mints and a bottle of bloody Paul dolmios. Newman dolmios. I had Paul Newman. I went oh, to a yeah. private school.
1: Bloody <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a private school, but in coal mining yeah. country.
0: <laughs> I'm from <Arvinhoe. laughs> Um so we had Paul Newman, but um, we were raised like that. Mm, but mm. if you, it's actually, if you look at the ingredients of the sauce. Somewhere in the dolmio yeah. is some onion.
1: Right. Yeah, so I, uh, maybe I'll try garlic. It's a little spicy for but, me. Well, at least I, I get it.
0: <laughs> I understand. But at least now that if you ever do try garlic, mm-hmm. know first to bash it with the palm of your hand. Bang!
1: Yeah, like absolutely, that. yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah, Brent cooked a dish and the uh, professional chef cooked a dish while the judges were out of the room. Now, the idea is that the judges get brought each dish individually, Mm -hmm. and they have to try and not necessarily guess. Yeah, there's no guessing. But they don't know. They don't know whose dish is whose. They don't know who the professionals is and who Brent's is.
1: So they literally they're sitting there. They're sitting there. It's a blind – and I love that because Mm -hmm. sometimes I think they bring their opinion. You know, they talk a lot about the journey of the contestant. But this this isn't about the contestant. They get two dishes in front of them. Yes. And they have to decide – it's not about who cooked it. It's about which is better. And they get two dishes, one of which is is perfect, the other is which looks like a fucking pile of shit. And that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the judges seem
0: genuinely surprised to find out the dish that was served to them looked like that looks like a pile of shit wasn't the professional <laughs> chef's dish. So they ate the one that looked like so. One of them genuinely looked like someone had stood on it. <laughs> And they ate it and they went, oh, you know, this isn't bad. Oh, the pork's cooked well. Yeah. And then they ate. Then the next, the professional chefs came out, which looked like art. And they ate it and they went, whoa, the textures in this are incredible. The the level of kaffir lime in this is sensational. This egg net is lacy. George took the egg net, held it to the light, and said, I can see through it. George, like he was really happy. George at
1: one point said. Eggnet's not meant to be. Oh no, this is later. Yeah. This comes later. I won't. I no, won't ruin good. that bit.
0: Um, and then when they went out and they found out that the one that had been trod on belonged to Brent, they all looked at each other and went, whoa, really? Okay, oh, wow, okay, yeah, wow,
1: okay." Because there was there was a, there were a, there was a point that was like one is like a pile of of meat and egg, the other is a, a restaurant standard meal, and they're like, "Oh well, we gave our ratings," and they're like, "I wonder
0: which one." Yeah. They actually said when after they ate the professionals, they said if this one is Brent, oh, this is after they've already eaten the pile yeah, of yeah. shit. They went, if this one's Brent, so he's done very well. <laughs> um, it was, and it was like your expectations are high, can't like. Um, you,
1: you, either either you uh, think that Brent has secretly done ten years of cooking, has been yeah. cooking Asian food since 1992, <laughs> or you. Really have a low opinion of the cunt from Long Grey.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, they were shocked to find out um that Brent's was the shit one. Brent got something like 18 out of 30 yeah, and the and, professional and shit. And it was in
1: this moment that George said to Brent, he said, um, Brent, your egg net wasn't great. He said it was lumpy, it was thick. Um, he said... Eggnet should be like a negligee, yeah? I'm, yeah. I got <laughs> Do you have the quote? This is an the quote. quote.
0: George said that he wanted an eggnet to be like beautiful lingerie, not big nana knickers.
1: So let's just let's just uh, talk, let's about, talk that. about that. <laughs> George Columbaris said that an eggnet should be like lingerie, not nana knickers. I don't know where to go. With I didn't this. either.
0: I, I, I was shocked but not surprised <laughs> that he would say something like that. Um, but when I was looking at the egg nets, at no point did I think yeah. about um, the uh, what women use to cover their genitals
1: <laughs> with. When I uh, look at uh, beautiful uh, wim- uh, images. Uh, Of beautiful women in Zoo Magazine Yeah uh, Which I can buy from a news agent uh, Mm. It's still available at Coles
0: Usually with one of the current Big Brother Recently eliminated Big Brother Mm -hmm. contestants on the uh, phone
1: Yeah, yeah Yeah. Uh, When I look at um, a beautiful woman wearing lingerie in Zoo Magazine uh, Also, maybe I'm reading some of their great jokes Of course (laughs) Um, I often think of Eggnet
0: Well, I will now Yeah like, it's changed. It's changed yeah. me. I Like, it's changed me. What
1: did you think about before that?
0: When I looked at half-naked
1: women in zoo. Yeah. Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> um. Well, before this, I thought about eggy bread. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I would see a beautiful woman in lingerie and I'd mm-hmm. go, mmm, eggy bread. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But now I think about mm-hmm. Eggnet at Long Grain Restaurant.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I usually think good for you.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's what
0: I think. I think good for you. As no, long I'm, as you're I'm... I think as long as you're happy.
1: Yeah, that's good. Then yeah. good for you. I often And also eggy bread. <laughs> yeah, I think about eggy bread a lot though. Mm. I don't know if see, this is the thing. I don't know if this is um to do with like the beautiful women make me think of eggy bread or if I'm just thinking of eggy bread a lot. God I love eggy bread. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you seem to you seem to have really like and you said yourself when I asked you whether it tasted any good you went it just tasted eggy is it the concept of eggy bread It's you, it's
1: uh, if I were to really break it down it's the idea of a very serious chef that has over 70 staff saying the word eggy bread <laughs> <laughs> wearing a blazer with a striped shirt
0: yeah and describing what he wants from an eggy bread <laughs> I think as well. It's not even necessarily the phrase; it's the the amount of detail he goes into. In de- like that, professional millionaire spent a good five minutes describing the importance of texture
1: in eggy bread. He loves his eggy bread.
0: Yeah, he does. Anyway, Brent didn't get the highest score. The professional chef did, so the professional chef went home with his ego intact, and mm. Brent didn't get put through to finale week. And that was the end of the episode. That-
1: Um, Wow. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, uh, I'm enjoying watching something like seven hours of, uh, of this show a week.
0: Yeah, me too. It's Um, lots of fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm enjoying how accessible it is as we know it's on channel 10 every night.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um,
0: I love that I'm not wasting big chunks of my day trying to source it.
1: (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: so far. That's been my favorite
1: thing. I think you know. I think MasterChef for me. Uh, this is really <laughs> moving into the final thoughts of the, of the, uh, of the, of the podcast. I think MasterChef for me, uh, more than anything, Mish. I think it's going to be my number one cook cooking show on television. I think it's probably going to overtake the Cook and the Chef. No, oh. really. Yeah, starring Maggie Beer and that bald dude. Yeah, the cook and the chef. We yeah. quite like
0: Maggie Beer. She seems like she'd be really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, if she were to ever be on this show, I don't think she'd bring, bring in anything too hard. No. No.
0: No, her food seems nice and simple. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the team challenge, which is uh, the next episode, mm-hmm. which we'll obviously be discussing in our next uh, episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um. Last question. Yeah.
1: Who do you think's out next? Ooh. Who do you think's going to win it?
0: I think that the next person out will probably be maybe Poe okay. um, because she hasn't hit the nail on the head yeah. yet. She did make cheesy eggy bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were like.
0: Um, they were like, that was really nice, but her accompan- accompaniments, I've never been able to say that word.
1: It was un- an accompan- Accompaniment,
0: uh, accompaniments, tada tadas, tada Her accompaniments I genuinely
1: decent. accompaniments,
0: accompaniment,
1: accompaniments.
0: <laughs> um, Work great. So I think Poe will probably be out next. Yeah. Um, and I think the winner will probably be, um, look at this stage. Uh, uh, oh, geez. Um, meat guy did good mm. this week. Mm. Um maybe give a couple extra points to meet guy. Yeah. But you don't know, do you?
1: No, you really you don't, don't know. know.
0: Linda made a violet reduction. I thought Linda her- was th- going to
1: win it with a <laughs> violet reduction.
0: <laughs> there was no doubt in my mind that Linda wouldn't at least be top five.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And
0: then she was out. So you never know. This show keeps you on your toes. I think
1: uh, for me, Brent for the winner. Um, but it's, it's anyone's game at this point. As they said, people are emerging as frontrunners now. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, Julie, Julie Goodwin is oh, yes. out next. I
0: keep forgetting about her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yeah, she'll yeah, be out next. Yeah, she'll
1: be out next. She's gone. I, yeah, I think Poe's got a real potential maybe, but uh, Julie's gone. I'm surprised that Julie's made it as far as she had. I'm surprised think...
0: Julie auditioned for the fucking show.
1: Oh, please, please. Michelle, um, it was lovely to see you.
0: As always, Zachary. Uh,
1: always a pleasure. Um, I can't wait to go and go to the movies with you mm-hmm. What are we going to see? We are going to see. Yep. Um,
0: would you like me to help you in remembering what it is that we're going to see?
1: Uh, yeah, I would love a hand. I, uh, we're just trying to decide.
0: <laughs> I'm just sitting here um, trying to decide, decide what, what, to to go go, what to go and see.
1: Uh but thank you again to all of our listeners. If you want to if you want to uh hear any more of anything, if you want to hear any less of anything, just let us know. Shoot us a message.
0: Yeah, on MySpace. Uh
1: we're loving all the reviews on on uh iPod. iPod. Yeah,
0: those ones are fun. When you put them up on the um iPod what is it?
1: iPod reviews. iPod
0: reviews. Those ones are fun.
1: Uh keep putting them up.
0: Please. Oh, I know what we're gonna go see. Yeah, we're gonna go see. It's apparently quite funny. Um, we're gonna go see The Hangover.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Are you happy to go and see that? Yeah, I'm. I'm I've heard amazing things about. If the you'd Hangover. rather not
0: see that, and you'd rather see something maybe a little bit more heartfelt, yeah. Um, we could go see The Blind Side.
1: Oh, I love The Blind Side. Yeah. Do you know they're making a new Clash of the Titans with the guy from Avatar?
0: Really? Hmm.
1: That's great. I think it's going to be a really good film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sounds wonderful.
1: Um, no, I'm up for the hangover. I'm I'm up to give that a go. Yeah, that sounds fun.
0: That sounds some like new, a really some fun new idea up and comer for a film. Zach Galifianakis. Okay. Now Same that one I can pronounce. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun. No one in that's got a future though. From from there's no big names in it.
0: No, there aren't. Are there?
1: It's the whole thing about that show. That movie is. Uh, uh, it's it's. I think Heather Graham is the biggest name person in that film. And
0: I mean, she's she's is she she's still sort of bigish, isn't
1: she? Yeah, uh, she's a bit on the downward yeah. slope. Yeah, But so, other than that, no one in that film is of note.
0: That's very interesting. <laughs> and you're right. I've never heard of any of I, them I've in, never in heard 2009. Of Ed
1: Helms, I've never heard of uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. I've mm. never heard of Zach Galifianakis. <clears throat> yeah. That's so, very interesting. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week or to talk about uh, the second part of this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also we'll give you our thoughts on The Hangover. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks Bye. Thanks so much, everyone.